This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, the conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. If you could invent a drug, what would it be? Um, it would be one that would bring Hitler back to life. <laughs> so I could kill him. <laughs> You're listening to an excerpt from a recent show at Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. This features Roger Bennett of Grantland's Men in Blazers, which is one of my favorite podcasts, and Roger's one of the funniest people on the planet in my book. I will say, by word of warning, there's one reference in here to a Brita filter, which is a reference to something that happened earlier in the evening and will be in another podcast, so the context is kind of lost. But oh well, I guess that's why you should come to the live shows. Speaking of which, the next live show is Thursday, March 13th at Housing Works in New York City. And I'm very excited to say that we'll be back in Washington, D.C. at Politics and Prose on Saturday, April 12th. So start spreading the word about all of those. All of the information you need is on our website, askroulette.net. Before we get going, a word about Dig, who helps bring you Ask Roulette every other month live and in podcast form every other Tuesday. I can virtually guarantee that the Dig newsletter will be the most interesting email you get every morning. It's full of new and timely things to read and share, and the Dig reader organizes your feeds for you so everything's in one place. So check them out and tell them Ask Roulette sent you, D-I-G-G dot com. We're on Twitter at Ask Roulette, where we're tweeting questions that didn't get asked at the last show, such as, what is something you see strangers do in public that you most judge them for? If you've got an answer, hit us up at Ask Roulette, facebook.com slash askroulette and askroulette.net. Okay, here we go. We're off to Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. Number 291. 291. No? Yes? She's going to the bathroom. Uh, anyway, 291, I think, is that you? Cheryl? Come on up, Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Did you think about the question that you're gonna get us? You don't even know what it is. Cheryl, welcome. Cheryl. Uh, <laughs> um, you can open your eyes. Your eyes are open. And uh, your name is Cheryl. Your name is Annie, right? Yeah, that's right. Annie, say hello to Cheryl. Cheryl, Hi, say Cheryl. hello to Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi. Annie, ask your question. Okay, so this can lead into a bigger story if you want. Obviously, we all want that. But, um, okay, my question was, do you remember what you said the moment after your first kiss ended? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Annie, thank you very much. Cheryl, please close your eyes. Number 815. 815. There she is. Your name is? Sarah. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Ask your question. Um, How do you deal with it if uh, you feel your friends are moving away after they get married or have children? Um, make new friends in my community. Thank you. (laughs) Younger, singler friends. All right, you're out of here. Cheryl, thank you. She's gone. That's it. You've done your part, Cheryl. Number 880. There she is. 
Come on up. Here she comes. She's not just a number. She's an entire person. But we don't even know who you are. Let's begin to know who you are. Let's learn. Sarah, meet... Stella. Stella, meet Sarah. Hey, Stella. Hi, Sarah. Did you get your groove back? Oh, wait, that's not my question. <laughs> that's your question. I'm that's sorry. No, it's no, hard. no. Are I'm you sorry. Serious? Yeah, I'm serious. No, I'm not serious. Um, <laughs> all right, Sarah, ask your question. Um, what would your 16-year-old self think of your life today? Oh. Like, um, good job? I don't know. <laughs> good job. Older Stella. All right, Sarah, thank you very much. Um, how many times, I have a, a, in, you know, a question to sneak in here. How many times a day do you get the groove back thing? I get a million times. Um, literally a million times. And the beer. And what's the, oh, the beer. Right. And then Stella. Stella. Yeah, I right. get that all the time. Does anyone here know anything you could yell at this person that's not one of those three? Any other Stella references in the world? No. But those are like three high profile. Yeah, yeah I apologize. <laughs> um, all right, Stella, please close your eyes. Okay. Number 989. 989. It's a palindrome. 989. 989. You out there? Paul. There he is. Come on. Stella, say hello to Paul. Paul, say hello to Stella. Hey, Stella. Hi, Paul. Stella, ask your question. Okay, my question is pretty simple. Um, why are you in New York City and not in California? <laughs> Go Lakers. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was just a binary kind of option in terms of where to live. But uh, if, if those were my only two choices, it was, I mean, I'm from the Northeast and uh, my family's always, like, I'm a New Yorker. I was, uh, my parents are from Brooklyn I've never lived outside of New York State. I'm a New Yorker, man. There's like, okay. That is reason enough. It's going to be New York. Uh, anyone here want a cop to wishing they were in California? Oh. <laughs> One person. Paul, please close your eyes. Number 494. Four. Oh, no, it's on. Nine, four. This is two palindromes right here. Amelia, yeah. go on up. Sorry, we got lost. Four, in. 94, 94, 94. Amelia. Okay, Paul, number 989, meet Amelia, number 494. Hey, Amelia. Hello. Paul, ask your question. Amelia, what's the worst thing that you hid in your room that you would have got in really big trouble over if your parents ever found it? And did they, in fact, ever find it? Actually, um, when I was at college, uh, my mom found an empty bottle of vodka uh, in my closet at home. Um, and honestly, I thought I'd get more in trouble for it. But she was like, what was this, uh, uh, like a friend's birthday celebration? What are you hiding? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> really? You got yeah, out that easy? Yeah. It All was right. easier. Than, I mean, my parents are Polish, so I guess right, yeah, they, yeah. they... Say <laughs> no more. <laughs> they knew. They knew. They knew before I did that I loved vodka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, thank you very much. All right, Amelia, please close your eyes. Number 23. 
Come on up. Two, three, he's right here. It's this guy. Uh, Amelia, meet. Your name is? Just say Roger. your name. Roger. Meet Amelia. Amelia, meet Roger. Shalom. Nice to meet you. And Amelia, uh, into the microphone, please ask your question. Okay. I don't really remember what I wrote down, so I'm just going to ask another question. Are you uh, sure? I can remind you. I don't you. know, but there is something I've been thinking about. I don't, okay. know if, um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's heard that they're sending people to Mars to colonize... Yeah, to colonize Mars. I was wondering um, if, Roger, if you would sign up for that, and if you did, what would you put in your application? Um, I would, undoubtedly, because I believe in self-sacrifice, <laughs> I would undoubtedly sign up for that, and then to prove my bravery, I would probably, in my application form, if it's sealed and it would not go just beyond me and the NASA space program... I would probably admit in writing that it was me that urinated on the Brita filter. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia, thank you very much. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is Roger Bennett of Grantland, of Men and Blazers, of many other wonderful things. Roger, thank you very much for joining us. so, Roger, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions sort of from a random list, and then you'll get to ask a stranger a question. I'm going to ask the question that Amelia did not ask, but she wrote it down because it's good. Uh, if you could invent a drug, what would it be? Wow. Um, if I could invent any drug, yeah, um, it would be one that would bring Hitler back to life <laughs> so I could kill him. <laughs> okay. Um, what animal would you... <laughs> What animal would you pick? I've given that one a lot of thought. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and you, you played us. Nice. I saw like five people leave in that pregnant pause. <laughs> you know? uh, what animal would you pick to win in a fight between all of the animals? Um, I would probably pick a goldfish. Because they have five-second memories. And so the pain that they feel will not last longer than five seconds. They can get back into the fight and kick the shit out of the lions and the hyenas and the, the wildebeest who are grueling at it. Definitely a good, put the, the smart money's on the goldfish, Judy. Yeah, that's true. And the odds are phenomenal. Um, who would be the most annoying person to end up on a road trip with? The most annoying, but other than myself. <laughs> Um, the most annoying person to be on the road trip with, I think it's probably the individual who has the, whatever the size, a big gulp that you have in America that I admire. There's many things in this country that make me just think wonders of your nation. And one is the invention of the big, big gulp uh, sized beverage. Yeah. And whatever the opposite. Still of legal big, in what, New York City. Whatever the opposite of a big gulp is, applied to their bladder. That would probably be the. Uh, <laughs> Possibly the most annoying road trip experience you could have. Every, every five minutes, I need to pee. Um, Roger, are your best days ahead of you or behind you? That was actually my question. No. I was hoping someone else could answer that for me. You were going to ask that question? Yeah, I do think a lot about that. I do wonder, like I do have a feeling that people in their life, there's an, I mean everybody does, there's a, a, a second in your life when you are as happy as you're ever going to be. 
Like there's an Amer- I think a lot about in America. Another thing I love is the quarterback who's the high school quarterback who leads a small town to a championship and ends up stocking the shelves at Subway. Well, it's at Safeway or whatever. Yeah. And I wonder Either, where, yeah. Or Subway, whatever. I wonder whether that person knew when they were throwing all those touchdowns that life was never going to get better at 17. Um, I was not a high school quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I do I think a lot about whether life... There is a moment when life is... Um, is uh, that's never going to get any better. What I imagine mine's very much in the distant past. Past, yeah. Uh, what percentage of people who are in that moment you think actually realize it? I would imagine 1% of the people actually realize, well, they're in that moment and you're living that moment and you're totally connected to that moment. Right. You just realize, I'm so happy. And then the second emotion is, life's never going to get any better than this. Um, I did hear a story once that the, uh, the coach of uh, the University of Texas national football team, when they won the national championship, he walked into the locker room and the first thing he said to his players was, I want this to not be the best moment of your life. I thought that was such an amazing story for a big-time college. And I wonder how many people... He was, th- he was already thinking about the first game of next season. What's that? He was already thinking about the first right. game of next season. <laughs> yeah, because you better win next <laughs> season. Okay, um, Roger, uh, can you explain what happens in 2001, A Space Odyssey? <sighs> you need short answers, don't you? Yeah. I should have answered better on which drug would I like to create, I think, and then I could probably do that for you, Jody. Can you? Yes or no? No. You cannot. Not a, not a clue. For my favorite movie of all time. I don't really? have a clue. What, and you're fine not really Same as it. Eyes Wide Shut. We were chatting about that earlier. Another fine piece of cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, a classic evasion there, Kubrick evasion. Okay, uh, in Unrequited Love, would you rather be on the giving end or the receiving end? Both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make was you answer it, this was question. Was there a C there? What? Was there an option C? There's not an option C. So you either are loving someone and know that they that will never love you back, or you know that someone loves you and you just can't love them back. I want uh, unrequited love. I, yeah. think said, I think you said love making. Sorry, no, I was no, confused no. by that. No. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, unrequited, unrequited, unrequited love sounds different. nothing unrequited, like love Unrequited, that's making. very easy. I'd rather be uh, the, uh, the, the unrequited lover. Yeah. I think agony is uh, underrated as one of the great human emotions, Jody. Right. Who's for agony? Yeah. We're here for agony. Agony is the applause line of the night. Uh, who's your worst neighbor ever? Who's my worst neighbor ever? Yeah. I, I want, in case my neighbor's here, I just want to say we have wonderful neighbors in New York City. Absolutely adore them. I think my worst neighbor ever was uh, Mr. Chadwick. Uh, I was six. He lived next door to me in Liverpool. And every time our football went over the garden, he would um, try and beat us with a huge stick. And uh, only uh, afterwards, uh, when I finally went over myself, I found there was a huge um, pet cemetery which he'd built uh, with 147 dogs in his own garden. I think this is the plot of the Sandlot. That you're <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Chadwick. Yes, okay. Died a Roger, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? I'd love to. Do I have to shut my eyes? Yes, you do, Roger. Oh. Number 623. Six, two, three. Is that her? Back here? Right here. All right. Mr. Chadwick, the dog killer. Next season on the BBC. 
Roger, you can open your eyes. Your name is? Sean. Sean, say hello to Roger. Roger, say hello to Sean. Oh, Sean. Hi, Roger. Hi, Sean. Can I say how lovely it is to be here at Ask Roulette? Well, thank like, you, Roger. It's like tripping across a religion that's fast-growing in America that I hadn't heard of before. I think it's phenomenal. That's the drug you'd invent. Um, all right, ask your my question. My question. So I'm very interested. I mean, I, my career is in football, and like uh, Albert Camus said, everything about men and their motivations he learned through football. So I'm very and this is, sorry, football. It's soccer. Thank you. You call it soccer. You call it in America. Hook so em horns. So there's a little city in Britain called Cardiff, has it's anyone in been to It's in Wales. Yes, it's also a crap hole. It's a horrible, horrible place. And it's got a terrible, terrible football team. A terrible football team. And it was about to go bankrupt. And this Malaysian millionaire called Vincent Tan seized his opportunity, lent it money at high interest rates and bailed it out. A coach came in, made them really popular. They got into the top flight and he fired that coach, and the fans were like, what the hell's going on? Then They've been there for 120 years. They've always worn blue. He decided he liked the color red. They were going to start wearing red. This is a team with the nickname, the Bluebirds. <laughs> so he changed them to red, and he goes to every game, every game, and the fans just chant, because he's quite a dashing-looking man. They chant, you're a James Bond villain. You're a James Bond villain. And this man has the... Standing, the confidence to stand up when 28,000 Welshmen are wanting to defenestrate him. And by the way, 28,000 Welshmen is probably an Englishman's going mad is an Englishman's worst nightmare. Every week he stands up and pats his head and as if they are crying how wonderful he is. He just puts his arms out as if he's the Pope pre preaching to the masses. And it, I realize in his head he has imposed his own reality and he thinks they are reaching out to him, loving him, showering him with love. And it begs the question, because I've seen this now week after week after week, is it better in life to be like Vincent Tan, to go through life utterly deluded, to impose your own sense on reality? Or is it better to be absolutely crippled by feeling and be so empathetic with other emotive human beings that you are kind of always the servant to their needs and their feelings. Which would you prefer to do, to be deluded and impose your own will, like Piers Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> or just be truly, truly empathetic? Um, first of all, before I answer this question, um, my name is Sean, and my dad's from Llandovery in Wales. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Anyway, I think, actually, to be honest, I would rather be deluded. All right, Roger, thank you very much. <laughs> Roger Bennett from Grantland, Men in Blazers. Listen to his podcast, watch him on television. Thank you so much for joining us. Sean, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? I am. All right, Sean, please close your eyes. Number 248. Two, four, eight. I heard a whoop up there, way up there. Eli. Do it. Here she comes, she's running to the stage, she's running to the stage. I never saw anybody run so fast, so far, so far. Is she on the stage? Yeah, no, she's not. She's coming over here where I am. Look at her go. Those are really long earrings, yo.
Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Dig and to producer Mitra Kaboli for helping to edit the Ask Roulette podcast. Remember, we're on Twitter at Ask Roulette, Facebook.com slash Ask Roulette, and AskRoulette.net for all the latest information about upcoming shows and more. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find a link at our website. See you soon.